You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism, the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet in case you fancy giving them a watch. And I hope you're all doing alright. As always, first and foremost, it's the most important thing. Um, I'm tired, but what else is new? <laughs> um, but let me tell you why I'm tired before I get onto my topic, because I've got to be honest with you, I'm not going to be doing anything with notes on screens, and I haven't got a script in my mind. I just want to talk to you. I just want us to have a chat, if that's all right. Um, just basically share my mind on certain things um, without prompts. Um, but I'm, I'm so tired. Honestly, going back to work after the new year, it's just been so busy. And this week that's just gone by. Honestly, it got to Wednesday and... I couldn't understand how it wasn't Friday yet. Like, my mind could not figure out how I could have done so much and how long time seemed to have dragged, and yet I still had two more days to go, like, once it got to the end of Wednesday, and I just, I don't know, I just had to suck it up and carry on. Of course I did, but, you know, yesterday came around because today is the 22nd of January. Um, on a Sunday and once it came to Saturday I woke up and I just felt numb so that might sound weird I, I don't mean to sound weird because I can't explain it but I just felt numb I just felt shell-shocked I felt like you know when you've been windswept when there's just such strong winds blowing at you and you've been outside for a long time like if you've gone on a hike or just out for a walk in nature and the wind is battering you and then you might get back to your car and you just your face feels numb and you just feel windswept that's exactly how i felt but after getting out of bed you know i didn't leave a window open there wasn't a tornado i just felt destroyed from the week that had just gone by and like yesterday i'm just walking around a bit like a zombie i was like on half speed play like i could see things i could hear things but it's like there was a layer of numbness between me and everything that was happening there wasn't the instinct or response just kind of like I was in observation mode <laughs> uh, sorry if that sounds weird and it doesn't make any sense but I'm just sharing how I felt yesterday just to say I feel a bit better today which is good but then it all starts again tomorrow um, however this week coming um, I'm in I've got a meeting in the morning then I'm in the car for the afternoon heading over to Newcastle which is around four hours driving um, do a stayover, do work there the next day, head to Darlington, do a stayover, do two jobs the day after, and come back. Um, so by the time I'm actually at a desk again will be Thursday, which I'm hoping will make the week go quicker. Fingers crossed. Anyway, um, but what it, what it had me doing was thinking of annual leave, because, and this is going to sound, maybe it sounds a lot, maybe it doesn't, I really don't know, but I get 25 days annual leave. I've bought three more days and I've got bank holidays as well. But then who are these people who still have annual leave left? Are you one of them? I'm not. No chance. I would buy, if I bought 100 days, chances are I'd be at the end of the year going, oh, can't wait for next year to roll around so I can get some more days off. Who are these people? I've got people in my team. You know, I was talking to one of them last week and 
I was mentioning, oh, I'm going to start looking at booking annual leaving. I've got to start making sure I'm off and I've got that time booked to one side. And <clears throat> and this guy was just saying, oh, I've, I've still got six from last year. I just never got a chance to take them. How? How didn't you? I'll have them. I mean, you can't do that. But how do people, why do people work when they could be off and getting paid as if they were at work? Why would you do that? Help. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, you know, and there is an extra bank holiday because Prince Charles is now King Charles, which is also the name of a Spaniel. Um, and because something's going on in May, I think, we're getting an extra bank holiday, which is brilliant. You know, the only time I've ever benefited from the royal family um, and I know people will say, but what about history? And you'd be speaking another language if it weren't for the royal family um, or something like that. Is when the Queen died and I got a bank holiday and when whatever's happening with Prince, now King Charles, is happening. Um, and I'm not ignorant. I just, everybody needs to, you know, I, I just don't have to stay involved or give respect by proxy just because of a title. You know, that video I did, when I first started the channel saying my dad died, in air quotes, you know, just because he was a namesake, it doesn't mean I've got to care that he died when I never knew him. You know, people have to earn my respect. And King Charles will earn my respect if he gives me more, more bank holidays. As <laughs> simple as that. You know, I've got to benefit from something and I don't benefit from nothing from the royal family or the government. Well, I get to the government because that's why I want to talk about education. Um, yeah, so I've been looking at my annual leave. My annual leave runs from January to December. And I just need to make sure that I've booked the right time off at the right points. Because I try to not take much or many holidays up until it gets near September. I've got to be completely honest. Because I can keep my perpetual motion and my perpetual motion keeps me engaged. You know, I think I mentioned in the video I put up last about returning to the world. I regress so quickly when I don't stay dialed in. So staying dialed in keeps me invested and keeps me going. And I don't seem to get tired from that. The only thing I get tired from is when things start to go a bit wrong. Not from me, maybe from others, maybe the process, uh, maybe doing something repetitive, which is broken by design, that infuriates me. So, yeah, I, I, I always take a week in September, no matter what, for my annual leave. And the reason I do that is because I like to see the, 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 the earth change. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I like to see it get darker. I like to feel it get colder. I like it to go from dry to wet. Because my time of year starts then. That's when I like it. <clears throat> so a lot of people like, you know, the sun coming out, getting lighter in the morning, lighter in the evening, but not me. I don't. I like it when it's dark, cold, and wet. That's my favorite, you know. And people, and I don't mean this to be rude, I'm not talking about you, uh, of course, but people are like bacteria. They are. When it's dark, cold, wet, you don't see many people knocking about but when it's sunny and bright and warm there's just 
thousands of them everywhere outside. It's like, I've never seen half of you before. Where have you come from? How have you bred? Why are you here? You know, and then they get volatile because of the heat as well. And they're always, you know, drinking a pub garden and have a fight because they can't handle a drink. No, no, no. Just step away from that and let's have me dark, cold, wet nights back, please. You know, people get seasonal affective disorder in the winter. I get it for summer. I get woken up by the sun. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. It just brings me down. I can tell the time by how bright it is in any room. And I hate that as well because I'll get woken up by the sun. I will look at the time on my phone and it's the time I think it is. And it's like, oh, I've only got 20 more minutes. Just 20 more minutes. It's all I would have wanted. So all summer I have to sleep with a sleep mask on. Uh, And then what that does is it dislodges an eyelash that sits in in my eye and I'm spending all morning just throwing water in my eyes. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm just moaning. It's all I do, built for it. I'm an expert moaner. Maybe that's what I'm an, a savant at in autism, is moaning. I don't got any other skills. Anyway, so yeah, I want to take a week in September to feel the change and then I like to take a long weekend every three weeks at minimum leading up to Christmas, um, because I just like to be off during the time of year I enjoy the most, (laughs) and then work over Christmas, because that's the month Paul's not a fan of. Um, But anyway, let's uh, let's move past that and talk about education and why I want to talk about it. I can't talk about today's education, I've got to be honest. It's been a while since I was at school. Um, I left school in the 90s. So, um, yeah, but I can only talk about then based off now. So the reason it sort of triggered in my mind is Rishi Sunak, the prime minister of my neck of the woods in the world. Apparently he was on the news saying he wants um, school people, I think they call children, he wants them to stay involved in mathematics until 18. So in England, you can leave school at 16, uh, but he wants them to stay on and do maths until they're at least 18. And I just thought, well, why? You know, Surely you lot should go first. You're the corrupt ones. You're the ones who've ruined the country. You're the reason I'm earning the same amount of money, but now everything costs more. Why do, why do, why do kids need to go? You go. doesn't make any sense. I mean, it blows my mind anyway because, you know, they, they, they put inflation up. Then they don't match that inflation in your wages. So they might put it up five, inflation 5%. They might put your wage up 2%. And then you still get taxed on national insurance on your wage that has gone up ever so slightly. So you're coming out with less for doing your job. That upsets people when they don't see the money go further. The NHS is crippled at the minute in England because they feel they deserve more money, and I believe they deserve more money. You're absolutely right, I do. And people are leaving healthcare to go and work on checkouts in supermarkets because they come out with more money. That shouldn't be the case. So people come out with less because the money doesn't stretch as far. They get depressed. They need to go to the NHS. The NHS is crippled because they 
government won't pay them more money. Mental health crisis, nobody's got any money, but yet the government who've caused all this say they want kids to stay in school until 18 to do maths. To me, that makes no sense. They need to go to school and learn maths. Just going to a private school, my friends, does not qualify you for the real world. I promise you that. You know, I think uh, I was looking at statistic and about 4% of the entirety of the UK is based on land where you're in a, a class as rich or ultra rich. 4%. And you know, the majority of that 4% is land that is owned by the ultra rich. It's not actually a, a lived in accommodation. But yet these are the type of people who make decisions for the rest of us. It's just not right. You know, I, I, I just, I can't make sense of it, which is why I don't do politics. So I'll move on from nonsense politicians. But what it got me thinking was about my education. And I didn't get one. I went to school, but I didn't get an education. I went to like the, the governing body to determine how good a school is and how well the education's working there uh, was by, it might still be, but it was by a, um, something called Ofsted. And our school was the second worst in England, uh, which is why the year we left, they shut it down, made it into an academy, like knocked it down. And they'd only just had this £2 million wing built. It just shows how bad it was. We had 800 students and 500 got excluded. We had an Irish English teacher who used to have these crazy dreadlocks and she would sit in her stock cupboard, smoke weed, come back out and just sit there baked, staring at the students. We had an alcoholic history teacher who would stink when you went in his room and he just made you read in silence because he was always hungover. What else did we have? Uh, my English teacher, so I didn't have the Irish English teacher who smoked weed. I had an English teacher who used to come to school in a hearse because he was also an undertaker. You'd never guess to look at him, but he was an undertaker. He used to come to school in this Volvo hearse. We had a female geography teacher who was sleeping with male students. Um, that was found out in my first year at the school. We had a male PE teacher who was sleeping with female students. That was happening in my last year. So it was girls who were in my year were sleeping with a PE teacher. I think three teachers killed themselves in the space of about eight years because of the school. Um, there was teachers on long-term sick as well. It was just not a good school. So what gets me more is that we still had the same education program as the school down the road, the school across the way, the school in the next district. We just had the same thing we had to do every time. And I would sit in lessons, like I'll just pick on, English and maths. But I remember in English, like I, I, to this day, I don't know what a verb is. There was people who came from my primary school. So by the time we got to 11 and joined the high school, they still couldn't spell. So how are we going to know what 
verbs are, adjectives, similes. These are words I know, but I don't know what they are. But I've already been talking for well over 10 minutes now, and you've understood what I'm saying, so clearly I know how to speak English so much so far. <laughs> um, and that's kind of my point. Why do I need to know? I'm not going to... I had no intention of working in English. English education, English literature, English language. I had no interest in wanting to do that. But yet I would have been, if I'd have had good teachers, sat in a classroom learning about why I had to know these things. And I remember in English, when we were sat with the undertaker teacher, he would, like, so this would be a lesson. You'd walk in, you'd sit in the seat you, you normally sat in. And then he told you all to shut up. He'd shut the door. He'd get a book out. Then he'd get a bunch more books out and he'd just start frisbeeing them across the room. And you had to double up because we didn't have enough books for all the students. So whoever you sat next to, you had to share a book. And then he'd go, right, we're reading this. And he'd read a couple of pages and then he'd just go, Ian. And then Ian would have to carry on reading from where he left off. But in my high school, all the students came from different schools. So some were educated, as you'd expect to educate a kid, on how to read and write. But we had people who couldn't even read or write. And it wasn't because of a, uh, a learning difficulty. It's because our primary school did not teach you how to do that. They did, but it was very basic. But I learned how to do uh, writing and how to read off my mum. You know, so like Ian would then read so much and Ian would have to read until the teacher went, Stephen. And then Stephen would have to read until the teacher said another name, Gary, Keeley, Tracy. And then the bell would go and it'd be like, all right, then that was a great lesson. I learned so much. Thank you for that. But I remember sitting in that lesson, looking around the room and everybody's got the head down, looking at the book, reading it. And I'm listening to someone and then someone else, someone else. It was like surround sound of bad readers. And I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Why am I here reading from a book that someone else is reading to me? If I wanted to read it, I'd have read it by now. This book is really boring. I've got no interest in Macbeth. You know, that's a lie, actually. I actually did like Macbeth. What I didn't like was Romeo and Juliet. I just hated that story so much. <laughs> Macbeth was all right, but there's a an adaptation of it with Sean Pertwee and that's on um that you can get to watch <clears throat> and I think he's a, I love Sean Pertwee as an actor so I'll watch near enough anything that guy's in and it was watching his version of Macbeth that kind of got me interested in it a little bit because it's modern but they still use exactly the same language from the book if my mind serves me correct I've not watched that for a million years um but I, was, I would just sit there thinking, why am I learning about things I'm not interested in? You know, and then you take maths. Sitting me down and talking to me about mode, median, range, I, uh, isosceles triangles, Pythagoras theorem. And then there's a poster on the wall of the times tables, and we've never even done that. And I'm thinking... 
you know, and again, we're all sat there and kids are putting numbers in a calculator to find pi. And I'm sat there thinking the only pi I'll ever need to know about is the one I eat. I'm not bothered about this. I don't, I'm not going to go and be a math person. <laughs> I'm not interested, you know, like the teachers in the 90s said, you'll, you won't be walking around with a calculator in your pocket. But I am now. I've got a mobile phone if I ever needed to wonder what 64 times 46 is. Not that I will. All the things I actually learned in school, I never needed. And I would sit in maths wondering, why am I learning about mode, median and range? Why am I learning about the name of a triangle? I can draw a triangle, but when am I going to need that skill in life? Never. I've never drawn a triangle since I've left school. So I don't know why I needed to know that anyway. Just let me see what one is. Give me the name. We're good. I don't need to start now doing weird little angles and putting them in calculators, figuring out a percentage of something. You know, if I've got eight pieces of cake and I've eaten two, I know how many slices are left. I don't need to then do the maths. I just never got with education. And even at school, I used to sit there wondering why we have parents' evenings at the end of a term so a teacher can tell a parent how well their student has done. I used to think, why don't they sit the parent down first? talk to them about their child and see whether they're more mechanical, whether they're more social, whether they're more uh, emotional, whether they're more uh, logical. You just get thrown at it and it's like, do that. And then you're learning about things and why didn't I learn how to change a plug? Why didn't I learn how to level a door? Why didn't I learn how to fill in a tax return. Why didn't they teach me how to balance my finances? How to understand what income you can get versus your outgoings? Learn about inflation. Why did I learn about isosceles triangles? No idea. No idea. But the entire system is broke and then you turn that around and go, well, what about people with autism? If everybody's got to learn that, and that's why everybody had their heads down and I didn't, it's because I didn't understand why I was learning the things I was learning. You know, we, we set, we, in science, we took a piece of bone and put it under a flame to see how hot we could get the bone. And I think, when am I going to do this unless I decide to kill people and burn their bones? We also had a science teacher called Mrs. Hole. And, um, I didn't have any hair, I'd shaved my hair off. And she wanted us to look at hair under a microscope and she pulled one of her hairs out of her head and I put it on the microscope slide and there was all creepy crawlies on it. So the only thing I learned is that she didn't wash her hair. Just don't understand, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do education this way? Everything I learned, and I'm going to go for a horrible cliche here, I learned from the streets. <laughs> I did. I know when there's someone behind me. I know how to avoid conflict, you know. I just I just don't know what education's for when it's not actually pragmatic or practical. If you leave school without knowing what a verb is, what an adjective is, what an isosceles triangle is, how to do Pythagoras theorem, but you know how to change a car tire, you know how to change a plug, you know how to decorate I just think it'd make a hell of a lot more sense. And you could only find that out by sitting the parents down or caregivers and saying, tell me about your kid. 
it would help teachers, especially when one in 44 people apparently are autistic and a lot of those will be undiagnosed. Why can't part of teacher training be how to identify autistic traits? Real ones, not the nonsense training that's knocking about now. Let people like me and you put together the training packages for how to identify a child with autism. And why are we the best people? Because we're autistic adults and we were autistic children once too. But instead, it just repeats. And what you end up with is people passing exams because they remember how to regurgitate all of this nonsense onto an exam paper. Those test results then go towards you getting into uni or whatever to then more, learn more things you're never going to need. And then the entire employment system is knackered because they go, Oh, to be a manager, you need to have a master's. You need to have a diploma. It's like, in what though? And it's like, oh, we're not bothered. You've just got to have one. So I could have someone, and this is the reason I left fire and why I work solely in health and safety. Now I was sick of arguing with people who had geography degrees about fire. They'd say to me, what you know, what's your education? experience mate i've done 2000 fire risk assessments to stop counting and it's been 10 years since i know what i'm doing and i would have to, i had to train supervisors and managers but i wasn't allowed to do their jobs because i didn't have a diploma do you not see how well I, i'm not not having a go at you i'm just saying do you hear how stupid it all is because to me it's it's ridiculous i just don't know how kids are meant to learn and I don't know how autistic kids are meant to learn either because if you're learning things you don't pragmatically need like if they'd have sat me down and said so what is it you want to do when you grow up when you get older what's your plan what are you interested in what are you invested in do you like travel do you like people do you like mechanics do you like logistics do you like figuring things out and that's what you sit with the caregivers parents for and you figure that out and then the lessons don't just have to be full of kids who are learning about things they will never ever use but then you could tailor the lessons to be more right well you know like what why was i learning about geography if i wasn't planning on going anywhere you know why do i need to know that these places in certain parts of the world where it's dark for 20 hours a day I'd learn that if I, if I flew there and I was like, where's the sun? And a local went, all it comes out for four hours a day. Like, Cheers. You get fined for taking your kid out of school to take them on a foreign holiday if it's in school term time. It's like they'll learn more sat at a table in Spain, reading a menu and trying to say those words and then knowing what it means. You know, they want some queso on their pizza sweet well what's queso it's cheese mate wicked now i know what cheese means in spanish but what would i have learned in school isosceles triangles does my head in i'm gonna go because i'm doing my own head in talking about this um and i've got a drink on the desk and i can't reach it and uh, i want it <laughs> but anyway i just wanted to have a moan and the reason i wanted to moan even though it wasn't fully artistic related it's the fact that how are autistic kids meant to benefit surely we should listen to them surely more interactive games thinking games 
would help more than sitting in a classroom learning about your science teacher having nits. But anyway, thanks for watching. And until next time, keep smiling.